0: Welcome to the PDPW Podcast, brought to you by Professional Dairy Producers, Dairy's professional development organization. You know, no one likes being taken for granted. No one likes being ignored, overlooked, or dismissed. Friends don't like it. Spouses don't like it. Children don't like it. Parents don't like it. Employees don't like it. Saying, well, I just assumed you knew how much I appreciate what you're doing or who you are. is not going to motivate anyone to higher levels of performance. We all want to know that we're appreciated. We want to hear it firsthand. How else do you know that you're important to others? How else do others know that we care about them? How else do we know that we matter? Not expressing appreciation to others is equivalent to making them feel invisible. This is a season of thanksgiving, gratitude, and appreciation. Let's look at those three terms that oftentimes are taken for granted in our own vocabulary. Thanksgiving, the ability to give thanks. When you stop hearing thank you, you stop using it. When you stop hearing thank you, you stop using it. Think about how many people that we interact with on a regular basis it'd be so much easier just to say thank you for the task that they perform or the work that they're doing or the effort that they're making rather than just ignore it, rather than telling us, well, they know. No, I don't know that you know unless you tell me. Isn't it amazing when we are growing up as children, and we did it even with our own children, after one of our children would receive something, we'd look right at them and say, now, what do you say? Now, what do you say? It was not just a one-time opportunity. Our parents and the people that loved us for a lifetime reminded us, please say thank you. Thank you. One of the most important phrases of our lives, right up there with, I'm sorry and I love you. Thank you is an act of participation in the affirmation of another person, recognizing the gift that they bring to you each and every day by their presence by their service by their kindness who are the people today that you need to be thanked who are all those people that you would be they would be surprised if they received a thank you note from you one of the things we teach in servant leadership is this effective leaders servant leaders Write five handwritten thank you notes a week. I'm like you, I get one of those two line emails, delete, a five by seven card with my name had written, a stamp in the right hand corner that says thank you, with a note of kindness, appreciation, and affirmation that goes into a folder. Then on rainy days or blue days or gray days or depressing days, nice to pull out that folder and recognize that we have been appreciated, recognized, and affirmed. Gratitude. Gratitude is the understanding that all I have is gift. Cicero, 2,500 years ago, writes, gratitude is not only the greatest of the virtues, but the parent of all others. Gratitude is not only the greatest of all virtues, but the parent of all others everything flows from an attitude of gratitude. Everything we have is gift. Love is a gift, family is a gift, friendship is a gift, freedom is a gift, good health is a gift, work is a gift, clean water, good food, land, it's all gift. All gift that we work for, we earn, but it's also the response that other human beings give to enhance our lives. number of years ago, when my children were still all living at home, my two oldest were in high school and the youngest was in middle school. And after school, this one night, my wife had to go and pick them up from school and then practices. I was making dinner and uh, had a nice uh, pot roast in the uh, crock pot all day long. I stopped at the grocery store and got carrots and onions and potatoes to add to our dinner that night. I got home. It was a cold night, dark by five, and I got out my carrots and I stood at my sink, which is almost like an altar. Cold water was flowing. I took out the peeler and I began peeling carrots. And as I peeled the first carrot, I realized how beautifully orange and gold it was wonderful to have a gift of sight, but how beautiful that carrot looked. I realized that my hands were under cold water and that we had fresh, cold water to make sure that those carrots were cleaned. I noticed how my hand and my eyes worked in concert with each other, that I was not cutting myself or leaving a trail of blood throughout the sink, but I had the ability to work with my hands. I realized that the carrots that I had bought off the shelf were bagged by somebody, trucked by somebody, unpacked by somebody, I realized that somebody had to plant those carrots from seed, cultivate the ground, care for them for a season of growing, harvest them, clean them, bag them, take them to market. And I live in a country in which grocery stores are piled high with bags of carrots so that my buying one bag of carrots does not take away or diminish anyone else's opportunity for carrots. And then I began to be grateful for the fact that I had a job that allowed me to go to work and earn a wage, to go to the store on a nightly basis if I needed to, to buy carrots, potatoes, and onions. Anything that I need to feed my family, I'm able to provide because I have a job. And I would notice that I was standing in a house that was nice and warm, cold and frigid outside, frost warnings for the next morning. But we had heat and insulation. We had a table to sit at, clean dishes. We had cups, silverware that was provided by friends the time that we got married. We've been surrounded by a group of people who had set us up in a home, helped us prepare for our children and our growing family. And I be most grateful for the fact that I was making carrots for three girls and their mom, four women who blessed my life so abundantly with their presence and love and continue to do-so. And there I was on a cold day in November, filled with gratitude after the meditation on a carrot. The ability to live each and every day not taking for granted what we've been given not taking for granted the things that we have, but the people that love us and all those people who work on our behalf each and every day. An attitude of gratitude creates a sense of joy. When I am grateful, I am much more joyful. What we know in the studies of positive psychology over the last 25 years, that the most happy people are the most gratified people, the most grateful people, people who keep... A gratitude journal on a daily basis. Their health is better. The immune system is better. Their relationships are stronger. When I nurture an attitude of gratitude, I have a sense of contentment and peace for what I have and very little yearning for what I want or what I don't. When I have a deep sense of attitude of gratitude, it decreases levels of anxiety, it builds up my immune system. I'm much more trusting and thoughtful of other people, much more careful with the gifts that I've been given. An attitude of gratitude improves all of our relationships. It creates relationships that we never thought were possible. I went to graduate school at Seattle University beginning in 1975. I have been working as a lay missionary in British Columbia for the handsome sum of $25 a month room and board. I had saved up $40 after a year, and that $40 was to be my spending money for eight weeks of graduate school. I know that money would both burn a hole in my pocket, so I got myself eight envelopes and put a $5 bill on each one. That's all I had for the week. I had to limit myself a $5 all week long. Oh, and then to my detriment, I found a tavern On Tuesday nights, it had dollar pitchers. So by Wednesday, I'm down to $3 for the rest of the week. I did not have food on the weekends. I had a meal ticket that lasted Monday through Friday, but Saturday and Sundays, I was on my own. And on the weekends, oftentimes, my classmates were off on an adventure going someplace, uh, maybe to climb in the mountains or go out to a restaurant and ask me to come along. And I'd say, no, I got studying to do, but in fact, I had no money and I was too ashamed to ask. So it gets to be a a Saturday, and I have about 75 cents left after having bought a stamp and envelopes to write a letter home. And I had 75 cents. I walked downtown Seattle, and there at Pikes Market, people were playing music and selling fresh fruits and vegetables, and I bought a nice big red apple for 25 cents, leaving me with 50 cents. Well, what I would do on Friday nights is I would, sneak a sandwich out of the cafeteria. I'd make myself a nice sandwich, and that night on a Friday night, they had beef, and I made myself a nice beef sandwich and wrapped it in a napkin. And on my way home, all I could think about was having that sandwich and maybe maybe having a, a can of Coke to go with it. That would be my meal on Saturday night, not knowing if I'd have a meal on Sunday. Well, I'm walking past a delicate test, and I could not pass by, and I walk in. And I look at the case, and there's potato salad. And they have a small and a large. And I, my eyes kind of widened, and this is 1975. And I pointed at the gentleman behind the case. I said, how much? And he said, for a small, it's 30 cents. For a large, it's 50 cents. And I pointed to the small, realizing I could have that beef sandwich with potato salad well, I'd have to just drink water because I'd be out of money. I'd be down to 20 cents if I bought the small with, by golly, the potato salad sound good. And the gentleman must have recognized I had very little money because he put it in a styrofoam container. And he said, here, brother. And I held up my change. He said, no, you keep that. This is for you. Enjoy. The stranger, a man from a different background and a different world than I come from, Saw hunger on my face and responded with graciousness and gratitude. I got back to my room, waited a little bit into the evening, got out my sandwich and my potato salad, and was able to go downstairs and buy a Coke because I had an extra 30 cents. I said grace before I had that meal and I sat down to eat and then I realized I had no fork. Here's this wonderful potato salad that I'm now eating with my fingers. Oh, seemed like such a sacrilege. But then I, recognized, I remembered I had a shoehorn. I went over to my things, I got out that shoehorn, I, I washed it off. And that night I had the most amazing dinner, beef sandwich, Coca-Cola, and potato salad eaten with a shoehorn. Isn't it extraordinary how gratitude takes us beyond ourselves? How gratitude refreshes and informs our lives. Takes away sadness and despair. To be grateful for those small little gifts in our lives. Gratitude for the kindness of a stranger. Potato salad and a shoehorn. Appreciation. Do you realize that all of us need five comments of appreciation to everyone at criticism? Five comments of appreciation to everyone of criticism. Do we get our five every day? we give our five every day. If in our lives, our relationships with one another are one-to-one, appreciation to criticism, the relationship dies. Appreciation recreates levels of emotional energy in any workplace. This idea that you can have year-end reviews and once a year, somebody sits down with you and says that now you are, you are appreciated after a year's work. It doesn't work. Wherever your attention goes, the energy flows. Why not put our energy and our attention into appreciating others and their gifts and their abilities and the ways in which they contribute to the good of our lives, the good of our company, and the good of our community? Appreciation. We teach our classes in servant leadership on the weekends. And so one weekend we have class, and then the next weekend we're off, and then the next weekend we come back for class. So I had a gentleman who came to me two weeks after we had started the class, and he said, Tom, that appreciation stuff, appreciate this, appreciate that. He said, I heard you talking about appreciation, and one of the things you recognize is that you create your whole organization in a process called appreciative inquiry. Well, he said, I was listening and it became painful, and I wonder, why is it so painful? And then he said, I've been married for 25 years. And as I sat there thinking, I realized that my wife has pretty much done all the work by herself. My wife takes care of, the, took care of the kids' dental appointments, medical appointments, back-to-school appointments. My wife does grocery shopping. My wife cooks the meals. My wife does the dishes. My wife cleans the house. She does the laundry. My wife pays the bills. My wife has her own full-time job, but she manages the kids' social life and our social life. My wife keeps in contact with our extended family. My wife plans all the holidays and does the holiday shopping. She takes care of everything in the house. I have my job. I have my buddies. I go hunting and fishing when I want to go hunting and fishing. In the summertime, I do the lawn. But as I was sitting there, I was realizing how much my wife has done. She's done all this work. And the reason I got involved in serving leadership is I wanted to change. And so on the way home, I stopped and got a card midweek in the card I wrote in it how much I loved her, how much I appreciated her, and how much I can recommit ourselves to our family and to our marriage. I could and would do better. Put the card on her pillow, went to work. After work I stopped and I ran the scoreboard at a high school basketball game. I came home about eight thirty at night, my wife's sitting at the kitchen table. Cards in front of her unopened and she's crying. I said, What's wrong? You haven't opened the card. She said, I don't need to. Why is that? he asked. I know what's in it. What's in it? he asked. She looked at him with tear-filled eyes and said, you're leaving me, aren't you? What was she supposed to think? He never told her. Now, I don't know what women's experience is. I really don't. My wife and I have been married for, 30, for 40 years. My wife will say, you don't understand me. I'll say, I'll say you're right, I don't. I try, but I don't. Now, women, you don't understand men's experience either. If you ask your husband or your boyfriend, what's he thinking? He says nothing. He's not lying. No, you got to be thinking something. No, really, I, I'm not. But this would have I understand about men. The greatest pain in the life of a man is never having heard his father say, I love you. Never having felt appreciated and affirmed by the man who was your father. What are we waiting for? A eulogy? This is a season of Thanksgiving. Who are those people that you need to thank? Who are those people that would appreciate a Thanksgiving card that recognizes their gifts, and talents, and effort that they've shared on your behalf or our community. This is a season of gratitude. What in your life is gift that needs to be nurtured and shared? What are the gifts in your life that you are now the steward for and need to faithfully hand on to the next generation? This is a season of appreciation. No one feels overly appreciated or overly affirmed. We all need to be appreciated, not only for what we do, but for who we are. It's good for us. It's good for the people we love. It's good for our community. It's good for our democracy. That's why President Lincoln, in the midst of the Civil War, declared the last Thursday in November, a day of thanksgiving for the nation so this year it may look different our thanksgivings will probably be smaller but the sentiment is still there thanksgiving gratitude appreciation it's good for the soul Our thanks to Tom Thibodeau for today's message. Tom, a distinguished professor of servant leadership at Viterbo University. And for archived podcasts and more on-demand programs, and for more on the professional development for today's dairy producer, head to PDPW's free website at pdpw.org. Until next time, have a safe and productive week.